Every doctor has a minimum of 19 years of education, $189,000 spent to procure it. Most doctors work on average 12 hours a day and 59.6 hours per week. A hospitalist walks five miles a day. They will see between 40,000 and 250,000 patients in their career, spending 5.9 hours documenting their visits. So needless to say, doctors are tired. These are their stories. Welcome back to Tired Doctoring, Tired Doctors Talking. Good heavens. I am a tired doctor and I'm trying to talk. Um, a podcast with lovely ladies, Marie and Monique, two medical doctors with melanin discussing morbidity, mortality when we discuss it. When we discuss it. That is true. I guess that's what we're doing now, right? Yes, that is what we're doing now. How are you doing, Monique? I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I think the last time I was in a much more like <sighs> kind of darkish, bitterish place about all this. Um, mm-hmm. But a few weeks have passed. The sun is shining. Things are in different spots. Um, and I'm doing okay. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not in a great spot right now. Things are hard. Plus, like the the smoke from the fires has finally kind of clouded our skies, so the skies just kind mm. of warmer. I'm not gonna lie; I do not miss that part of living in Southern California. Well, you're Central California, but California in general, um, which is a great state. I love it, and I would move back in a hot second because because I'm a simple woman. I have a simple dream of owning a house with a mm-hmm. lemon tree. Oh yeah, yeah. That. I want yeah. a lemon tree. I want for when you come over and I'm like outside, I'm picking a lemon and you like walk in. I'm like, oh, hi. I was just going to make some lemon risotto. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a very simple slash Ina Garner wannabe. <laughs> I will have to say that, you know, it is blackberry season here. So picking oh. all of our blackberries has been delightful. I was um, gonna make. I'm gonna make a blackberry pie in two weekends from now, mm. for a specific time frame. But that's because I'm working next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Very specific time frame. Yes, that's the thing. I will say this: I thoroughly miss Southern California or California in general produce. Mm-hmm. The farmers markets. If you get a chance to go to the Redlands, California farmer's market. It -hmm. is a place that I've spent many a Thursday night, but it's just amazing fruits and vegetables. And there's a guy making kettle corn in the Mm -hmm. corner. I had never had kettle corn before that, believe it or not. It's like fresh kettle corn. And then there's some like stand making like fresh blueberry lemonade. That's not overly sweet. It's like got a Mm -hmm. nice talk to it, you know, and, and, it's just, and it's like that hot desert night heat. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I have a thing for like hot nights. Like it, 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 I am, I'm an island girl through and through, genetically prone to enjoy like hot, sticky nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, it's just great. And then I made the mistake of going to a farmer's market in Massachusetts. Oh no. Lord. 
these people yeah. with their very sad strawberries. They're so small <laughs> and hard. Yeah, they taste like sadness berries in your mouth. And they're like, oh, they're locally grown. And you're like, on purpose? Or did they just find these? On the ground. On the ground in their yard and say, oh, I'll go to the market. They didn't put any effort into cultivating these things. You know, the sad thing um, is they probably did. That's the sadness of it. They probably did. So, so I may, I may lose a bit of my shishi hippie points with this statement, but I'm not against all GMOs. Like, have you seen <laughs> what Jesus figs looks like? Like figs and apples from back in Jesus days were so oh, hard, yeah, yeah. small. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and somebody said, "This is not good," and they bred another apple to it to mm-hmm. make it, and then they bred another one. I mean, like we don't, you know, you don't want to put you know, like lizard gene, genome into my apple, right? Right. But I don't want a Jesus apple. And it's the same thing. I feel like these are like the original <laughs> strawberries. <laughs> it's like the first strawberry known to man. They still had that seed and they didn't improve on it at all. They could have, I yeah. mean, there was, a, there was a man named Mendel, you know? Yes, and, and he, he did. Some a green pea genetics. and a yellow yeah. pea. And he said, hey, let's do something with these peas. They could have tried that one time with this Boston strawberry, but they didn't. They served me the original strawberry. And it was sad. (laughs) The thing is, Monique, that may have been the strawberry they tried. That may have been the best strawberry after all the crosses. That's so sad. There is is a place that makes, grows the most amazing, like strawberries and oranges, a little farm and, and I'm, I'm in no way like paid by these people at all. I'm just like reminiscing of my love of Southern California produce called San Jacinto farms in mm-hmm. Southern California. And um, you, when I, my now husband brought me there, it was like their original farm store. So we'd have mm-hmm. to drive way out to the, the farm itself. And then they started right. opening up farm stores a little closer to the hospital. And I mean, they have a calendar that tells you like when is the best week of the year yes. for this produce, um, and you go and like uh, we had people come out to the farmers market for our wedding, and um, when I say my family bought the entire like stands orange juice supply, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. Like my mother drank some orange juice and was like, oh, I need these, and then just bought all of the orange juice these people brought with them and then wow. like, proceeded to give them out to my cousins and aunts and like and they were like oh other people want some and I was like um but I'm gonna buy them all <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and they they do just amazing fruits and vegetables and the image um, is enhanced by the fact that I actually know your mother so I could actually see her <laughs> just, just being like no this is this is what I'm doing and like yeah like you don't argue with her. No, you really don't. <laughs> you don't. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you the the wig story with her and Aisha? No. Okay, that look on your face. So, um, I left. <laughs> My mother came to um, Atlanta for I forgot what reason it was, but she was down there with mm-hmm. me. I think maybe it was 
close to graduation or I honestly don't remember why she was down there with me. Um, but I had to run some kind of errand and she kept asking for me to take her because Atlanta hair, black hair, Mecca. Yes. She kept asking for me to take her to a wig shop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we'll go, we'll go, you know, this is that we'll go. But you're also from New York. There's no shortage of wig shops there. No. You know, um, are you sure you just don't want to, because to, to transport a wig properly is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of work, right? Yes. You yes. don't want to just like smash it up and put it in your Right, you can't just throw it in a bag, yeah. Right, so I was like, you sure you don't want to just go back to New York? So it was this point of discussion. So I like leave her with Aisha and, and she's like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but whatever you do, don't take her wig shopping. I will take her. Right. I was like, she's going to uh-huh. ask you to go wig shopping. Uh-huh. Saying no. Right. She's like, yes, okay. we can see where this and, is going. Yeah. So then I went about, you know, then I called them on my cell phone. And I was like, hey, where can I find? And now she's like, uh, we'll be back at the house pretty soon. I was like, where are you? She's like, um, we're at the wig shop. I was like, you're where? She's like, we're at the wig shop. But I was like, why are you at the wig shop? She's like, because when you left, she turned to me and said, Aisha, take me to the wig shop. <laughs> And you do not argue with her. I was like, well, I told you don't take her. She's like, no, no, she didn't. She not. She was just like, Aisha, take me to the wig shop. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to the wig shop now. So, yeah, she bought all the orange juice. She, she does. Yeah. It, but the, it, in her defense, it tastes amazing. Yes. It tastes amazing. Yes, so. we do. We do have amazing, lovely, delightful produce here. I try yeah. really hard. This was something I did today. I try really hard to only buy California olive oil. Uh-huh. Um, trying to support our American farmers who grow fruits and vegetables. Absolutely. To continue to grow fruits and vegetables. And if you get a chance to, to visit some of these olive groves, like um in northern california it's really where a lot of them are and i think there's some in malibu as well mm-hmm. um it's amazing it just tastes amazing and so i'm like yeah this is where i'm, I'm gonna i i'm willing to spend my money to support american farmers to continue to do this amazing work and Absolutely. to continue and try and feed people fruits and vegetables people don't eat fruits and vegetables so what would you say your weekly win is? Obviously, it would not be any kind of farmer's market or produce. No. produce. Um, I, I, I would say my weekly win is that I'm actually enjoying a few days off in a row. This is Yay. day four of five off in a row. Um, there was a three-day weekend, and then... I'd worked last weekend, so I took Monday and um, sorry Tuesday and Wednesday off as mm-hmm. um, kind of an exchange for working on Saturdays and Sunday because I mix, you know, my schedule is mixed administrative and clinical. Right. And um, I just got to a point, and this is where I was saying a little bit earlier, I may be in a better place. I got to a really not good place mm-hmm. about maybe about a month or so ago, um, just really very short with everybody I just felt like I was kind of snapping at everyone like constantly on edge just Mm -hmm. not myself and I was able to pinpoint the problem is that since this epidemic 
I have had, or pandemic, excuse me, I have had little to no alone time. Mm. So before this, there were parts of my week or day that alone time was somewhat built in, right? So if, so the kids would go to daycare and if I took the day off, I would have those X hours mm-hmm. to myself. Right. You know, um, and they weren't, they were at home. They are at home, right? Tomorrow's mm-hmm. going to be first day in school <laughs> attempting to do that. Um, but they, you know, at home for six, seven months, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go to work and I'm mm-hmm. with people. And I started realizing that the only time I was alone was in my car. Yeah. Um, and that I was not actually alone because that would be the time that I could m- like make phone calls to, you know, the bank, the whatever thing you're trying to finish up or phone calls to my parents because my kids are at the phase of life that if you're not like giving them unadulterated attention they're going to try and get your attention from whatever you're doing mm-hmm. so when I get on the phone oh my kids are like oh now it's time for me to act crazy not even in the car was my alone time yeah, yeah. um and I started like listening to books in the car to try and just find like a, a moment of respite in anything mm-hmm. or I would take a walk I'd be like I'll take this next meeting because now most of our meetings are um, web-based. So I would mm-hmm. take, I'll take the next meeting outside. And I just like put in my headphones and use the app and kind of walk around the hospital. Um, but yeah, I was just not, I was, I, I was not <laughs> dealing well with it. With And to come to that realization that I needed some time to myself um, and giving certain things up. Like I, I still get up pretty early in the morning, um, with the idea that I, every morning I'm like, I'll do, I'll do like a mile on the treadmill or I'll do something, but it ends up being like either putting away laundry or doing a chart that I didn't do before that, that mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't want to get, oh, I'm very caught up on discharge summary. So I'm trying to keep that abreast or like, you know, paying a bill or, um, just like doing something. That, mm-hmm. that was not me centered at like 4.35 in the morning. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm at work by seven on some days, eight on other days. Mm-hmm. Um, our childcare was difficult. Um, the, what, she wasn't the most reliable person. So there'd be days that I'm dressed to go to, to work and, you know, get a text message like, just kidding, I'm not coming in today. And then my whole life has to like change. And then you start wondering, like, am I being seen as unprofessional? And mm-hmm. it, it was just a lot of things. And so we, we moved certain things around. We were able to secure much more consistent, higher quality um, childcare in the home. I, you know, kind of just gave up the ghost on certain things. And it was like, I guess, you know, laundry will have to pile up to a critical mass and then guess what it's a family event everybody sit down and put some laundry away it's not going to be mom at 5 a.m yes um you know and trying to recenter uh i i will say this i am very very blessed to have um a culture like my 
boss and my boss's boss actively take time off and encourage people to take time off. That is awesome. Um, and part of the issue has been like, A, there's really been nowhere to go. <laughs> B, time off would just be like me at home with the kids. Is this really time off? Um, mm-hmm. And then when we secured our second um, person who was doing childcare in the home, who, like I said, was much more high quality and much more mm-hmm. reliable, I didn't want to mess up her schedule with these kids. Like there was one day that I like, had an appointment and I came back in the middle of the day and I mean like she had timers on she was like you have five Mormons to do this and they were like yes ma'am and then you know they like yeah, they listen to her they don't listen to all right all right yeah <laughs> don't potty, mess that trained, up. potty trained the youngest one she was just like, she was like we're gonna do this I was like okay I will do that what do you want me to do <laughs> you know um and so I didn't really want to be at home because I didn't want to mess up that interaction with them right because um I felt that it was I I actually redid a whole room in the house to make it into like a playroom and classroom area Mm -hmm. you know like bought like a big green round table and you know did a lot of things to make it a workspace for them Mm -hmm. because the learning can't stop You, you need them to continue to be educated right um and there are many things that Monique Nugentis, a preschool teacher. Teacher, not, you are not. Not one of them. No. No, I, I am a mother, daughter. I am a lover. I am a writer. <laughs> right? But I'm you are not. But you're not a preschool teacher. I am teacher. not a preschool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. <laughs> you know, um, and just seeing how she interacts with them, the language that she uses with them, the expectations that they rise to um, has been another reason why I've been out of the house Yeah, because I'm trying to set this rhythm to their day mm-hmm. that hasn't, you know, because everything's been up in the air um, with COVID we didn't really have. And now this person came in and like, she got us all in line and set expectations and, you know, and reading to the children in French and I'm legit when I leave, they're like, bon voyage, mama. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're so cute. And you speak French. That, this is great. You know? <laughs> we we have actually been doing a little bit of language stuff with Z. And it's hilarious because I've realized that come on, Z, like telling her to come on, is so close mm-hmm. to allons, allons-y, allons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so we've just been doing allons-y, allons. Yeah. And like, and instead of saying water, she'll say, oh, oh, oh. like, uh-huh. so. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It's yeah. good to get that. And, yeah. and I just, yeah. So I'm hoping that a school doesn't close down on day four. Um, yeah. I have a lot more faith about the little kids and we can talk about this when we go into our, where are we now in the pandemic, but I have a lot more yeah. faith in the little kids than I do in the 20 year olds who touch each other's body parts and lick each other's faces at Northeastern University as was done not too long ago. <laughs> they like kicked yes. a bunch of them off campus. <laughs> like, yes. You know, um, so what I'm hoping is that we get back into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that having somebody come to the home and I don't have to make lunches and like fight socks on at 5 yes. a.m. or whatever was the godsend um and i will miss that but 
we'll get back into a rhythm. They'll meet mm-hmm. other kids. There'll be expectations from a different adult. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, all of this has really driven home to me that remote learning, A, is not for small children. Yeah. No, you cannot remote learn kindergarten. I don't yeah. particularly care what people say. My child, who's not kindergarten age yet, you can't. Mm-hmm. I can't plunk her down in front of a computer and be like, "Pay attention to this." Interact and, ex- with this. and expect them to do that for four hours at a time. Yeah, not gonna happen. So it's not for this age group. I don't, and I truly don't even think it's for kindergarten. I know some mm-hmm. kindergartens are remote, um, but I—that's just my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but B, remote learning is not homeschooling. That's They're truth. Two very different things. Yes. Um, and that C, the decision to homeschool um, is not one that I have made. Like I, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't think I have the infrastructure to homeschool. I think I can homeschool at a very different age. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw some TikTok of some, you know, high school student <laughs> unboxing her biology curriculum. And, uh-huh. and one thing in there was a fetal pig. And oh she's wow! Like, she's like, oh my goodness, you know. And I feel like, yeah, if my kid is like, I could do that. I could, yeah, yeah, let's do a fetal pig. You got that's a lung, that's a spleen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. But I, I tried to teach my eldest how to read the word hot, and it came out hot <laughs> because because like I'm trying to break down the phonics, uh-huh. you know. So she's, I'm like, H is, she's huh? Like, okay. O is, O, or O. She's like, O. I'm like, T is, t-. she's like, O. Yes. And I'm like, hot. Hot. I'm like, hot. Hot. Okay. And then Apple, it was a puppy. And I was like, oh. Right. I don't have this skill set. Right. And I think that I were, if I were to decide to homeschool at this age, it would have to be like a decision that would incorporate a lot of teaching for me. Yourself. Right. Like someone would have to teach me mm-hmm. how to do this, you know? Um, yeah. And so because we are not today a homeschooling family, Mm-hmm. And because I do not believe that remote working will learning will work for my child's age group, mm-hmm. I needed somebody to come in and do that teaching. <laughs> yeah. How many are in your Montessori school? Um, How many so families? Are, yeah. So 10 families. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm guessing teachers wearing a mask, but not the kids. The or kids, no one's wearing masks. So we are we are to send masks. We are to send okay. them masked. But okay. if they, they take their mask off during the day, the teacher said that they will not reapply, really be, reapply, or be punitive, or you know, mm-hmm. like I have like my my youngest is two and a half. Like mm-hmm. I've just my my brother is much better. His daughter's a little bit younger than mine, and she's very very good at at wearing the mask. And mine is just getting used to it now. She's mm-hmm. she can just keep it on for like three to five minutes at a time. Yeah, you know. Um, and I, 
I like, I don't want to have to, to think about them being punished. Yeah, absolutely. For that at this absolutely. age? Absolutely. Well, and as they shouldn't be, honestly, at this age. Yeah. I mean, they're two. Like, they can barely keep their shoes on. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, right. moreover, it, a mask. Like, yeah. You know. you know, so, yeah, so I have a, I have a lot of, I have a lot of feels yeah. <laughs> about it. Um, but the the biggest one is hopeful, honestly. Well, that's I, good. I, I am hopeful that this this will work out. Um, but also very excited because um, kiddo number one, like last week, sat down as I was you know putting my scrubs on, mm-hmm. <clears throat> started crying. Um, it's not fair. You get to go to work and see your friends, and I have to stay here. Oh, I want to go to school. You know. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, they're, they're social creatures like everyone else. I mean, like, you know, we got to place that, but nobody else can come to the yeah, place. Place they, had, it. Yeah. they had one friend come over um, a couple weeks ago and the three of them ran around, had a great time. And the next morning they woke up and were asking for him, Aww. you know, and their my brother and his family came mm-hmm. last weekend and it's the same thing. Where's my cousin? Is my cousin coming back? You know, they're just so weird that your brother has a family, but that's beside the point. Um, oh, they both they both do now. So weird. I know, I know. They're all grown up. Yeah. I mean, technically, I'm forty. Yeah, I know. I keep. I so am I in theory. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I, when my patients believe it, then it'll be exciting. I will so. say, COVID robbed me and you of any kind of fortieth bash. Mm-hmm. So if if it next you know spring twenty twenty one. We're able mm-hmm. to do something else. I'm I'm planning on having a party called I am 40. Before I turn 41. <laughs> nice. It's just gonna be it's your it's, it's your 40th birthday? Oh, I am 40. No, I'm 40. Yeah. I am 40. <laughs> I am 40. Um, and that'll be good. So, so how about you? Yeah. Um, so my my win is probably slightly sadder. Um because my win is over this three-day weekend, I sat down and found another British competition show that I enjoy, um, which is Glow Up on Netflix. Oh. Um, I'm very slow to the game. Very, very slow to the game. One of my friends was like, you should check it out. And I was like, eh, eh, makeup, eh. But it is really beautiful artistry. You know, you know, I love me a British competition show. They're so like cordial and kind to each other. Yes. So you watched British Bake Off, right? Yes, I did. You remember Nadia? Yes. One. You know, she has her mm-hmm. own show on Netflix now. Oh, is it that, that Nadia? I don't think is I realized that, that. that It is that Nadia. Oh, and I, I didn't love it. That. I love it. It's all these like shortcut. How do you know? And she's all yeah. British about it. And she's like, we're going to have some tin potatoes. And I was like, <laughs> probably shouldn't eat canned potatoes that sounds very high in sodium was like my first thought process and then after she made it i was like that looks tasty but i'm gonna go back to my whole first concern about your sodium intake there (laughs) miss nadia but yeah i'll have to check that out so i've been i've been enjoying you know that whole just camaraderie and competition kind of re makes me feel better about life and human beings in general um like i'm definitely in a a slightly more stressed period um you know it's nice to have to be work in multiple places because 
like right now the clinic is stressed. Mm-hmm. Like my patients are stressed. They're like, when is this going to end? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe in a year or two. Um, you know, my, like my MAs are stressed. Our nurses are stressed. Our front staff is stressed. Like everyone in the clinic is stressed. Mm-hmm. And then I did a night shift um, a couple of weeks ago. And you know what? Everyone in the hospital is stressed too. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, the, the nice part about living in multiple, you know, being a full spectrum doc is that I can be like, okay, this is not one slice of my life. It is literally everyone is sitting in the same boat. We're all in this situation trying to navigate it together as people who are trying to be healthcare um, supporters Mm -hmm. and healthcare providers. And we don't have answers. And, you know, as you know, one of the memes go through, you know, just because you're done with COVID doesn't mean COVID is done with you. Um, So um, I will say that is the, the, the highlight. The good point is just, you know, understanding that we're all stressed and, you know, for that, um, I think my, you know, both the hospital that I work at and the clinic has started to kind of understand, like, people are going to need to take time and plan time and be able to, you know, take time away from the constant patient care. So um, I would say that has been a little bit of the highlight. Um, The low light is just, you know, the stress, you know, the world is terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, there's lots of, in my family, there's some illness, non-COVID illness, but illness, and mm-hmm. there's been some deaths in my family as well. Oh, and it's, it's just a, a high stress time, um, you know, and then, you know, racism and politics and elections and, you know, the other general terribleness yeah. of the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, um, I, 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 I I like, I can't, I like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And and that is fair for every person who can't. I think that is a very reasonable option. And yeah, I, that's yeah. totally fair right now. There's, I read a, a while ago about um, empathy fatigue mm-hmm. and like the trauma associated with all of these things that we're seeing and and you know and yeah it just got to a point where it was like a while ago for me where I was like I'm this is getting very hard on on me in lots of ways um so it was actually Ferguson Mm. Ferguson that was real that that really took a lot out of me and Mm -hmm. I that was the first time I signed off of social media and, and mm-hmm. said you know, literally like put something up that like I'm like only watching videos of cats and reading recipes from now on so I'm I am done mm-hmm. um and I've I've had to take some of those breaks over and over yeah and there there are things I will not watch oh yeah there, there are things I, I will not participate in mm-hmm. um because it's not healthy for me Mm-hmm. And in the end, I have to survive this and I have to help my kids survive this, whatever this is, wherever yeah. this goes. Yeah, I definitely stopped 
watching i'll actually say um i think tamir rice was the last video i watched never seen it yeah um watch a child die yeah and so i think that that was that was the last video i watched and then you know i'll admit it i watched the daily show i love the daily show i watched last week tonight i love last week tonight and um that is oh and um the podcast yo is this racist that's pretty much where i get all my political news from right now that's it (laughs) i'm still on the recipes and cat videos portion that's fair yeah so I, said, I I just signed up for Milk Street. I told you I love Milk Street, but I got the I got the cookbooks mm-hmm. and Epicurious, and I was like, yes. maybe I will start my own sourdough starter. Maybe I yeah. will. Maybe give those out for Christmas. Maybe I won't. So but I'll tell you the one thing that I am enjoying about this pandemic. What? No more kids' birthday parties. Oh yeah lord have mercy you know what the one thing i'm enjoying about this pandemic so i only have one clinic um one primary care clinic in the clinic and my other two clinics are from home you know how much easier it is to just go feed a feed a baby than it is to pump dude i am loving the fact that i can just you know jump off throw a baby on a nipple jump back in to my home clinics. I don't have to leave the house. I have to be professional from the waist up. Mm -hmm. It is that, that part, my, my inbox is mostly clean. You know, I don't have to buy a bunch of birthday parties and go from birthday party to birthday party, your whole weekend when you have a kid in, in preschool or daycare can be just shot on birthday parties. And these birthday parties, they're like, each one's trying to like up the other mm. one like the last one i went to they had life-size star trooper balloons it was like it was star wars themed and you can get a human-sized star like trooper. Storm, yeah storm, storm, storm trooper star. trooper um yeah can you tell i've still never seen any of i know i was like we can tell the one who hasn't seen any of the movies yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i was just like wow really uh, and then like my my daughter's like, Am I gonna have a birthday party here, mommy? I was like, Yeah. And then COVID came. And I was like, Whew, I was gonna have birthday parties anymore. <laughs> and we did we did hers on Zoom and she loved it. She had a great time and That's she got awesome. her own donut. She just wanted a donut. She didn't even want a cake. I was like, You don't even want a cake? Mom can get you a nice donut. Nice. <laughs> a good donut. And she, you know, we got an inflatable pool and she had a great time. Uh, yeah. So, That's nice. Yeah. It, it, it's The pandemic has, has brought out like my inner, it's made my inner like, yeah, introvert more mm-hmm. acceptable. Yes. So it's like, made everyone's inner introvert more acceptable. Like not having to go to Target. Uh huh. Like, oh, they will just bring it to the car. I don't. Or um, now everybody, I don't really talk to anybody because all the internet websites for all, customer service all have the chat boxes. Yes. Can I tell you how much I love a chat box? <laughs> I I am so 
calm and like not stressed and polite on a chat box. You can just in the corner and then mm-hmm. the little dots do, 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 just that they're thinking, and I'm doing something else. And they come back and I'm like, oh, order number one, two, three, four, five. Send. And I go back to, oh, I love a chat box. <laughs> Instead of me being on the phone, being like, can I speak to your manager? Can I? Yes. Can I yeah. yeah. Truth. Truth. Yes. Just chat box it. It's great. You know. So how are things in your hospital? So I will say, I think U.S. hospitals are in two or three very different places. Mm-hmm. Um, you have those of us who are in the Northeast who have undergone, survived, and, you know, the worst of it a while ago um, and are preparing for a resurgence. Absolutely. And then you have... And co-infection with and, flu. Right. Co- yes. Yes, please get your flu shot. I don't want to yes. hear any of this. I never get the flu. You know what else you never get? COVID, because it's new. Stop it. Go get your yep. flu shot. Get your flu shot. Um. So yes, we have those those institutions. Then you have institutions who are who in like the the Midwest and certain parts of the Southwest are in in it. Yes. Right. I think I just heard yesterday that Iowa is actually pretty bad now. Mm. Um, and the unfortunate thing, I don't think people realize what happened during the the bigger shutdown. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of these institutions were, were quite short sighted and um, decided to mess with people's money. And either laid off physicians, yeah. nurses physician assistants, nurse practitioners, farm techs, farm techs, respiratory. Th- Why would you ever lay off for a respiratory therapist in this thing? I don't even know, but they, they, they went after providers. Um, mm-hmm. And then guess what? Those same institutions are now overrun. Yeah. And this is where um, healthcare providers are very much taken advantage of that they are expected to do the right thing despite the institutions who are supporting them not doing the right thing. And so I actually get very upset when I see people say like, Oh, I'm going to go volunteer in fill in the blank hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. Because those hospitals can pay you. Yes. They can pay you. Um, And and this is the United States. You really, there really should be no, they should for, yeah, they should, they should be paying you, but they play on, the 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 better sides of healthcare professionals and you see people very lovely people very loving people sacrificing their time themselves several people have gotten sick people fly all around the nation um volunteering at hospitals where those hospitals should have been prepared appropriately staffing up and that does not mean when I say that, it doesn't mean you just say like, we need five nurses and we get five nurses. Like you, you will expect that certain number of people will get sick. You mm-hmm. will expect that people will need to be out time burnt. I'm sorry. will be burnt out and need time off or their kid will fall down mm-hmm. and break their leg. Like other things in life will also occur. Um, and so how do you prepare for that? It doesn't mean that if you need seven nurses all the time, you always have seven nurses. Uh, but it does mm-hmm. mean that if you are down to five, how will you function on those five instead of just being like, guess what? You got five people today. 
Right. You know, um, and so those institutions are in those places. And then I think you have another set of institutions um, that are, this is maybe starting to ramp up for them. <laughs> um, I don't, and, and I don't know how you're still surprised by anything. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there is a fourth institution because there is, I think because here in California, we got hit so quickly. Um, a lot of the, like, you know, I'm in a rural hospital. Um, and so we pretty much prepared pretty hardcore at the beginning and then never got the huge surge, but mm-hmm. kind of have this continuous indolent, mm. like that, like, okay, you get the bump after Memorial Day and then you kind of comes back down and you get the bump after this and like and the 4th of July and just where, you know, we never get totally spent, thankfully, but it's never over either. We never come to a full lull because it's yeah. always, you. it's just wave after wave after wave. And then the thing that is going on at the same time and this is um, something that people really need to to realize is people still getting sick, people still getting hit by cars, yes. people still having MIs, um, people still having you know mental health issues. Um, someone's still going to get a urinary tract infection. Um, horrible other medical things are still happening at the happening same time, now. and the amount of resources necessary to take care of a COVID patient are very large. But then mm-hmm. the amount of resources necessary to make sure everybody else is safe right. is also very large. Um, and I will say I'm I'm very proud of my institution for the amount of work that they've done and the people who are in charge are very, very bright and very, very dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had more discussions um, about cycle thresholds and and like fit testing than yeah. I thought I would ever have in my life in med school. I, I thought like cycle threshold was like, oh, okay. I know this for my microbiology course on this test. Um, this is not me. Like now I'm like, well, what was the cycle threshold? You know? Yes. <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, fit testing was something you did to do a rotation. Um, but Versus now, something. yeah. Now, yeah. And it's like, how do we, how do you get fit tested? you know, when different mm-hmm. masks run low, and right. how do you, you know, and so um, I'm, I'm very impressed with the people I work with. And, and I hope that the hospitals across the nation are people who are just as dedicated as my staff. So uh, fit testing in case for folks who don't even know what that means is literally for N95s, they have to be fit. So you have to actually get the right size of N95 to wear in order to see patients. You can't just put on any old N95 and roll out. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. as we are, we are coming to a bit of a close cause it's just a shorty. Um, it probably wasn't actually that short. Um, but, <laughs> um, but it is these bedtime And, um, I think the last few things I want to leave people with, uh, talking about this pandemic is yes. One, get your flu shot. 
two, wear your mask. Three, you know, as for the school situation, I think, you know, we are both privileged in the fact that I have a stay-at-home husband who can, who chose to stay at home and take care of my child and support me in that way. Um, and you can get into like this really small family Montessori school, but I really understand all the difficulties of trying to figure out what is best for you and your family. Um, be that distance learning, be that pod schooling, be that homeschooling, be that people do it, Marguerite. I don't, I, I've, the longer this goes on, it's the more I realize that the everyday survival of common American people is a feat of pure, like acrobatic, yeah, just guts and blood. Because, yeah. you know, people who have jobs who can't miss out unless they lose an hour of pay exactly. and their kids are my kids age what goodness gracious are they doing it how are they functioning you know um, I have no, no idea I like I have I, I and, and again you've used the word privilege I have I have a lot of privilege that I have a lot of very well connected and very well educated friends on education who I can turn to and say like, how do I navigate this? And they can just sit Mm -hmm. down and give me a game plan. And that is not Mm -hmm. something a lot of people have. And even with that, I am very much like biting my fingernails, you know? Um, So shout out to every, everybody out there who's, who's doing it because how, whatever it looks like, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Like I just, I'm not someone who puts up Instagram you know, quotes and tells you how great you are, but I'm going to do it now. If you, whatever you're doing that allows you to function to whatever capacity you need to, you're doing it. And it's amazing because right now it's very difficult. The the person who also deals with substance abuse folks every week um, would like to put a caveat on that um, (laughs) to, to whatever you are doing, um, that can maintain your physical and mental health. Um, so those people who are like, I just use meth to get through my daily but, chores. Well, that's what I mean. Like maybe just a little, just a little bit of meth. I, I'm, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no to the little bit of meth. See, a little bit of meth. That's why you do your. That's why you're the doctor. I'm, I'm gonna say no to a little bit of meth. Say yeah. no to the. You know, two bottles of wine. Yes, that's um, true. I, I do know, and, and I'm I'm sorry if if I was joking there a little bit, but I, I do know that um our 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 fellow Americans and people who are suffering uh, or absolutely. dealing with with um, substance issues. This has been very very difficult. This has been this is so much more difficult, right? Like the mental health about- stuff, the addiction stuff, like that. All of that when you're sitting at home having to face yourself day in, day out, that is what causes this. When you can't go to your support groups, when you can't go and have, you know, go and have, you know, go into work because you were furloughed, when you can't do all those other things is what kind of brings all that into resurgence. So, you know, definitely know you're not alone. Um, And, you know, definitely, you know, 
realize that there are resources out there for you. Um, it's not going to be the same. And that's the other thing I kind of keep trying to encourage people to remember is that, yes, this is different. It probably will be different. I don't think we're ever to go back to being the same, but that's also okay. That is also okay. Excuse me. Salud. All right. And on that note, I'm going to go put a small 19 month old person in the bed. Um, Dr. Mo's best is on Twitter. Um, yeah, don't don't tweet at me because I forgot the password. So let me get on that. <laughs> don't, don't tweet at Monique because she has forgotten the password. I don't know um, what I did. It's not working. So let me and, next time we talk, I would have fixed my my Twitter. And um, mine is I believe Marguerite M A R G R E T T E underscore or Doctor Marguerite. Either way. Honestly, just throw us an email at tireddoctorstalking at gmail.com. That's going to be the best way to get to us. Um, and otherwise, um, y'all have a good day. Stay safe and stay healthy. And we'll try to give another one of these not six months from now. Like sooner than that. Yes, sooner. Mm -hmm.